There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome, Born Ready to Pod listeners. Um, if you can't tell, very excited here to talk about this this game. Uh, Twenty minutes ago, um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. The group chat, the Born Ready to Pod group chat, was was talking fire sale. Twenty minutes later, we're talking about one of the best wins of the season. So, uh, if you did not tune into the game. Uh, the Pacers come from behind in, in dramatic fashion to get the game into overtime, scored six unanswered points in the last, I believe, 26 seconds of the game, or of regulation, I should say. Um, and my God, the Pacers pull out a 118-116 overtime victory over the New Orleans Pelicans after a game-winning, uh, I guess you would call it floater, by uh, Malcolm Brogdon against his former teammate, Eric Bledsoe, Hawk. Got to get some reactions from you because, I mean, seriously, 20 minutes ago, I mean, I have it on my phone, 21 minutes ago, the word fire sale comes up and all of a sudden, holy shits, oh my gods, no effing way, we win the game. Thoughts? Dude, there was two minutes to go in that game and we were down 10 and I just remembered the game before our fourth quarter performance and I just started thinking how bad it was that you know, we were being out-rebounded, starting two centers again. And just that thought alone almost broke me. I really – I got unstable mentally for a second. And this game broke Chris. I mean, Chris was in bed. He turned it off, and he's not here today because this game literally broke him. So, I, I think he's happy about the win, but we're not going to be able to get his reactions tonight. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's broken. I think that's what happened. Turner hit a big three. Uh, Oladipo had the game that Oladipo is supposed to have if he is the player he claims he is. So that was nice to see. Got to give him some credit because he, he balled out. Um, and then, you know, Aaron Holiday struggled. So a lot of the same things happened tonight. And foul trouble almost screwed screwed us out of this win. But this, this win was unbelievable. I mean, over time we played well. Uh, we defended every shot. You know, the, the lineup rotations seemed to work well late in that game. And I mean, there was a point when Brogdon and Holiday missed a three with under a minute to go. I thought for sure that game was over. But, you know, that inbound steal by Oladipo on ball, I don't know how there wasn't a foul called. I feel like you see a foul called there a lot, and it just wasn't. So that was a miracle oh, yeah. game. We'll take that all day. Yeah, no, and I and I think you hit the nail on the head. So often officials are just expecting 
a foul there. And even the little, the littlest bit of contact draws that foul. Um, I think I want to, I, I do think the listeners, especially those that didn't get to watch, I think it's important that we do hit on some of the negatives here because it was doom and gloom for, for a majority of the night, the way we were playing. Um, the big stat in this, this can never happen to the Indiana Pacers. Um, we were out rebounded 57 to 42, yeah. um, by a team that, that quite frankly, um, they are, they're not known for their size, their beef. Um, yes, they have Steven Adams. Uh, yes, they have Zion, but I mean, you, it, Bledsoe had 11 rebounds. Like you cannot, uh, Josh Hart had 10. Win. Josh Hart had 10 and rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, and so what? What I guess what I'm coming down to is you cannot spend 30%. First off, in the modern NBA, I've, I've harped on this a thousand times, you can't spend 30% of your salary cap on two centers in today's NBA and be successful. Um, and you most certainly can't spend 30% of your salary cap on two centers and get out-rebounded by a team that's pretty much playing a bunch of like forwards and one huge Australian dude, and you get out rebounded by 17. It just cannot happen. Um, and so that's my gigantic takeaway. You cannot under any circumstances, this Indiana Pacers team can never be really, you shouldn't be out rebounded, but you really can't be out rebounded by 17 on the road. And not only that, we were out rebounded by 11 on the offensive boards. They had 16 offensive boards and it's just inexcusable to be honest with you. And, and we're going to have to really evaluate. We did shoot the three ball well today, 42%. Um, so we'll take that, but man, Aaron holiday hockey. I, I said it one time, I think maybe late second quarter, early third quarter, Aaron holiday, it just wasn't his day. And he's, we, we, we need more wing help. I mean, if this doesn't prove that we need more wing help, I, I don't know what does. Yeah, Aaron Holiday, I mean, this is not the year that we envisioned for him at all. And the 1-3 hit, thank God he hit it because we needed it when he hit it. But, I mean, the guy's virtually not even out there when he's playing. He's a non-factor. Defensively, he looks lost. Offensively, he looks lost. And there's not really a good option. I mean, Keelan Martin apparently doesn't play ever. And then I don't know if you're ever going to play Edmund Sumner. But there's a lot of negatives that we can talk about for sure because, I mean, we yep. should have lost this game. Let's be honest. Yeah. We should have we, lost this, this, game. Is a, this game. This is an L. This is a game that will come back to hunt. We'll lose a game we should have won at some point. I mean, that's just how it goes. But we should not have won this game. So to be super excited after it. I think is a little misleading like we talked about because there's still a lot of things that need to be to be fixed. But, I mean, just looking at this this rotation, you know, there was nine guys that played and seven of them hit three-pointers tonight. And yeah. most of them hit multiple. So the, I'm encouraged by that. Sabonis hit a three. He is, one of his second threes was in and out. So, you know, he keeps continuing to steadily make that part of his game. And that's still exciting. But – we stole this one from the jaws of defeat, man. And it was an all time momentum shift, like mood shift. Cause I was in a dark place. Like I said, and the next two games we have, they're, they're not easy games. We play uh, the Rockets and then we play the Suns, and, and those, those aren't easy wins by any means. The Suns are playing well. So this is a game we needed. If, if we would have lost this game, I could have seen us dipping below 500 and then who knows, maybe some guys stop buying in maybe, Old Depot's antics get going again. Like, this is a game you just needed, and, and it was great to see. Yep. Right. 
I, and I completely agree, Hawk. This is a huge win, and it, it'll even itself out. We'll lose a, we'll lose a game where we're, we're up by 12 midway through the, the fourth. I mean, it's going to even itself out. But yeah. um, I would be remiss here if uh, – I know me and you always have a great banner about Zion. Um, mm. And so just – I, and I'm being honest here in my in my opinion of Zion. And I've 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 watched him play. This is the fourth game I've watched him play. Um, to me, Zion is uh, a more. It, not that this is a bad thing because this guy's playing now, uh, playing great now. But to me, he's kind of like a more athletic, joyous Randall. Um, and I and I don't and I don't mean that in a super negative way. If he if he hits his his best that he could possibly be. I mean, he's never going to be a good shooter. I mean, he's just not. And late in the game, I mean, they, he did get an and one off the dribble there, I think, almost the last minute of overtime. But, like, he really wanted an option late other than off offensive boards because, I mean, he can't – I mean, he shot free throws okay today, but he's not been a good free throw shooter, and he can't get his own shot off the dribble unless it's a layup or a dunk. And um, to me, I mean – it's it's just really tough. I, I think the number one question, if I was if I was the GM of an NBA team, I think my number one question whenever I'm drafting or signing a guy, unless he is strictly a situational player, can they can this person shoot? And I really don't think he can shoot Hawk. I really don't. I just don't see it. I mean, and I'm being and I'm being serious. I'm not trying to get a rise out of you. Like no, he's mean, they're backing off of him to the point where it's like, it's like damn near freaking Ben Simmons. It really he is doesn't shoot him. It'd be different if he was sh- Russell Westbrook and get out there, but his goal is right. to be high percentage guy from the paint. I mean, they got Ingram. Yeah. They got guys. Bledsoe shot it tonight. Ball was on fire. I mean, in that offense, he doesn't need to shoot it. So I think maybe right. that's something that comes one day probably won't, but I mean, he's a, he got right. a double, double tonight shot 48% right. from the field. Okay. Game, you know, I don't think he's the best player in the NBA. I never said that. I think he has the right, potential right, right. to be really, really good. And in the paint, I mean, he drew – I mean, just think about the way the game went. We got into foul trouble. He changed that game mm-hmm. to an extent where we – you know, we had to take out Sabonis. Turner ended up fouling out. Like, that almost cost us the game. Thank God it didn't by a miracle. But he changes the games in a lot of ways. And, you know, thank God – for him that he has Brandon Ingram. If he didn't have Brandon Ingram, then it would be a totally different story. I think he'd get a lot more scrutiny, yeah. a lot more pressure because they just wouldn't have a guy that could score at that point. Like go get a shot off the dribble. Oh, yeah. It, I just, I almost just think, um, I, I, I think you're right. I think Ingram might be the perfect guy for Zion. I'm not sure Zion's the perfect guy for Ingram, if that makes sense. It's almost like, a, I just think Zion is such a specialty player. And geez, I, you almost feel like all the good teams just shoot the three really, really, really well. And it just, the best players in the NBA can shoot and Zion just, he just can't. And I, I see what you, I see what you see. I mean, he did control, he controlled the game in terms of the foul trouble. I completely like, it, it'd be stupid for me to say he's not a good player. Like this guy, he's, he's a really good player, but I just don't think he's going to ever be like a top 10 guy in the NBA. And I could be wrong. And he he he's very humble. I mean, he's a very likable player to watch. He really is. But I just don't. If you can't shoot, I just don't see it. Who wins in a shooting contest? T.J. McConnell or Zion Williamson? Oh shit! <laughs> I would probably honestly take T.J. McConnell. Honestly, really? 
I mean, it, it it's not going to be something I'd pay to watch, but I mean, <laughs> McConnell, McConnell, but he's deep down inside. McConnell's got that old man white, like he almost shoots with two hands, kind of weird ass thing. You know what I mean? Like you just no, I don't because the old man white is like a straight up stroke jumper. The old man white is not. I'm gonna fucking line two hands like I'm shooting a free throw underhanded. That's not the old man white jumper. Listen, that no, you are you are misconstruing. Why I I what you're thinking old man jumper as in a 40 year old? I'm talking about like a 60 70 year old that needs two hands to get it up there. I've honestly never seen a 60, 70 year old shoot a basketball. So I don't even know. Oh, you, dude, you got, you got to get to the YMCA more often, dude. Cause it's, it's a sight to behold. Anyways. Um, uh, I do, uh, enough talking Pelicans Pacers. Great game. Awesome game to watch. Pacers pull it out from, I mean, we snatched victory from the jaws of defeat and the Pelicans snatched a loss from the jaws of victory. Um, but what it comes down to now is we always look ahead. We always look forward. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Tough couple games coming up. Uh, this Wednesday we go, or sorry, the Rockets come to Indianapolis. Uh, Rockets Pacers, followed by uh, Suns coming to the to Indiana as well. Uh, Hawk Wednesday's game, Rockets Pacers. What are you most looking forward to? And if you could give the uh, listeners maybe just a little synopsis of what you think is going to happen, that'd be great. Oh well. It's the Rockets, so we know traditionally they like to shoot threes, but they got a guy we know all too well as well named Christian Wood who's been balling his ass off and is probably the guy that scares me the most for the Rockets. So, you know, matching our big men with his big with his size is, is going to be crucial, limiting him, his rebounds. Obviously, it's a weakness tonight, but – and they still have a guy playing there somehow named, named James Harden. I mean, he could not be there any day. Who knows what's going on there? Looks like he's going to play there for the foreseeable future, at least. But we know what he brings. He's, he's a, a former MVP that will shoot within half millimeter of space. Tends to get guys involved, but will not play defense at all. So, I mean, that's just what we got to look forward to there. And it's the Rockets. So, it, it's I know, Jake, you hate watching James Harden. I don't necessarily like watching James Harden play these days. I I did when he was on maybe better teams, but I don't know. I, I, they're hungry for a win. They started out last year slow, and they got things going. So it all comes down to how much James Harden wants to buy in, I, and I think this is a winnable game. I really do. Yeah, I think you hit the guy who we have to defend. James Harden's going to score 30. Yeah. Like, he's going to score 30. Um, I almost would rather him score 30 than him score like 24 with like 15 assists or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like for me, it's Christian Wood. It's hundred percent Christian Wood. No doubt about it. He's the X factor, long athletic, easily give us fits on the inside. But for us, I I'm, I'm telling you daily lineups, gamblers out there. This is an opportunity. This is a great opportunity for Sabonis. I mean, he's going to get a lot of rebounds. The Houston Rockets miss a lot of shots, play with a lot of tempo, and he is going to bully Christian Wood, or he's going to bully DeMarcus. Whoever is down there, he is going to bully because they don't want any part of defense. It's going to be a big Sabonis night, and then I think it's going to be a big Victor Oladipo night. Once again, he's feeling it. you got to ride the hot streak. He's feeling it. A lot of confidence right now. Uh I think those two are the guys that are, are absolutely key. And, um, man, I just can't – I'm watching White Nate talk right now. I'm reading his lips. 
Uh, he's, he's very energetic. He's twitchy, just like normal. He just remind. he's just like, he just, he needs some, he needs some happy pill or not happy, but he needs some downer pills, man. He's shaking a lot. He always does this where he's always animated. I love it. I love it. You know me, this is this, that's who I am, but uh, animated. He's obviously praising, praising the, the, the will that they had and they never, they never give up attitude. And uh, like us, he's saying, got to rebound the ball better because you can't give up 20 rebounds. The the guards out rebounded our centers. Like it just can't happen. Hawk. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's been a problem last year. It's been a problem before. So I I don't know what he's going to do to change it, make it different. It's got to be some kind of lineup fluctuation or, rebounding's always been effort so it's a little it's a little disheartening to see guards just flying in there and getting whatever they want so that's got to change josh hart cannot have 10 rebounds i don't know if he's maybe the best underrated rebounding guard in the nba but that's not something i was aware of so that kind of stuff's got to change and it's there's no doubt white nay is very likable i mean i think so far if you ask the majority of pacers fans they think it was a home run hire and there's been guys on the team even talk about it in, in post-press conference meetings and just slight, slight jabs at uh, former Nate saying that it's, it's nice to have a coach to make adjustments at halftime and so on and so forth. So as yep. fans, you hear that and you realize, well, maybe, maybe this guy's got it figured out and we are hopeful, but I'm telling you this game almost made me lose all hope. So completely different, you know, just outcome and completely different mindset going forward after this. So I think it's big. And I think the Rockets, I think we, we whooped the Rockets right in this high. I think we whoop them. I love it. Um, real quick. I was just thinking about this. What do you think at the height of this game, when things were going the worst, what do you think uh, Scott would have had to say about this? Mr. Negativity, Scott. I mean, I don't, I was trying to look through his Twitter, but it's kind of hard with an IU game going on. Well, I mean, what do you think his attitude is in a game like this when it's at its worst? If we were like, let's just fire sale this bitch, what do you think he thought? It, with two minutes to go, Scott probably had started going through his closet, clothing item by clothing item. Anything that was gold, blue, or had a P in it, he was cutting out the P's of his shirt. He was putting everything in a pile, getting a can of lighter fluid ready. He just so happened to walk by the TV with a trash bag full of every Pacers thing he owned and a gas can of lighter fluid. And he was going out and he was going to burn everything he had and he was just going to end it right there. I don't know what that means, but he was just going to do something crazy. And then he saw that we went into overtime. And he sat down on the couch, and he, he had a realization that, you know, nothing bad's going to happen. They ended up winning the game. And I didn't go through his Twitter feed at all, but I imagine that's something that would have happened. And then my final question, since obviously Chris, the, the usual MC, the usual facilitator of all this, since he wasn't here, we know we know the story. He 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 went to bed early. Now, he's got, he's got baby Harper. He's got little baby. This is what we call her, little and uh, so he was trying to get an early night's sleep. We start talking about the game. Holy shit, blah, blah, blah. I want to know how many times Chris utters three phrases all the time. He just randomly screams the F word, like, uh, like all of us. You know, he randomly screams the F word. He also screams Jesus F and Christ. Like that is a for sure thing Chris does. And then he will just randomly say, I F and hate this team. I F and hate this team. What, like, how many times do you think Chris cursed tonight before going to bed with his not even one-year-old child? So I think at one point, maybe he was 
it was a tie game in the fourth. Maybe he was in, in, and then something broke him. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was Aaron Holiday finally. I don't know if it was the foul situation. Maybe I think but, it was the Lonzo ball corner three. Because that that's what I been was it. Like, that had to have been it. Because that almost broke me as well. <laughs> that's the play in my head. I'm like, okay, Lonzo is not hitting the shot. And then Up he just stepped point, right in. I'd Dang. say probably 20, 30 of those. And then from then on, I think he was legit done until we started going crazy in the group chat. And then I think his interest got back and he went back in. And then when he was back in, he sent another text. This is over. I think he might have given up a second time. We'll never for sure know, but there's no, there's no limit on the amount of F-bombs that he might have said tonight. Absolutely. Well, and, and last against the the Knicks, I couldn't watch the game because I was being the athletic director at a high school basketball event. So I couldn't I couldn't watch the game. So then you called me. The fans were going crazy. We were in overtime, so I couldn't talk. So I feel like I I had to step in here and step in for Chris to allow him to, you know, get a few extra minutes, maybe an hour extra sleep with his kids. So happy to do it. Love it. Hawk, you got anything else for the listeners before uh, the big game against my least favorite player in the NBA, James Harden, on Wednesday? Yeah, speaking of that, this might be my last recording for a, like a week because I'm going to Florida. So, And I know we have a West Coast Uh-oh. road trip in there with some 10 o'clock start times. So that's going to be yep. brutal. And that'll be up to you guys. If I was you, I'd probably just wait till the next day to record them. But I'm not going to be here, so I don't give a shit what you do. I'm going to be drunk in Florida having a good time. Oh, Hawk. Yep. Thoughts on Colts Colts, real quick. Uh, my Browns got in. Your Colts got in. We're in. in. Group chat, we said we everybody to get in. We're in. We're happy. Any thoughts on that? Listen, I. it's hard for me to get all in on that just yet because, I mean, the Bills. It's the Bills, right? That's who the Colts are playing, 100%. Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. That's it. That's what I'm. I was. I didn't even look. I just knew it when that Houston game over. I was just like, all right, we're playing the Bills. Didn't even look since, and that scares me. I mean, Frank Reich has some history there, so there's some storylines to look forward to. But I mean, I've been watching that team all year, and Josh Allen has a rocket arm. And if you put Rocky Sen out there, bad things are going to happen. I think last game, from what I saw, TJ Carey took the majority of those reps as, as the second cornerback. But then Xavier Rhodes got burned on yep. some stuff too. So we're a little shaky in that secondary against that rocket arm, and I think that's what's going to kill us. So we're going to stop the run. We have all year. But there's going to be a Diggs. There's going to be a Gabriel Davis. There's going to be something that breaks this, this game open. And I don't know if we have the horses to keep up with it because everyone knows after what Jonathan Taylor just did, that's the recipe for the Colts. That's the only way they win is if Jonathan Taylor goes off. Hines is his good scat back, you know. Third down's Michael Pittman. Like, that's our recipe. And it's a long shot. I think we're going to be heavy underdogs. But there's a storyline there with Frank Reich. There's something there. I'm just telling you. Who knows? Anything can happen. <laughs> oh, man, I'm kind of the opposite of you. I Obviously, with the Browns, they last time the Browns got in the playoffs, I was 12 years old. I was still in Little League. Um, so it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, so I'm just happy to be here. I'm just, uh, of course, I was, I was, I kind of feel like I was the uh, the guy that didn't really have a date to the prom until like 10 minutes before. And I'm just happy to be here. I found a date, I'm happy to be here. 
Uh, I think the Browns, if I'm being realistic, I've said this the whole time, we, we just worked this offseason on the offense. Next offseason will be the defense, and we can really compete next year. But I'm happy to be here. I think the Steelers will probably take us out behind the woodshed, and uh, we'll probably have to call them daddy, but that's okay. Uh, we, we're missing a few guys to COVID, but we made it. And all I'm looking for is Sunday night to enjoy myself, I will definitely be dancing, screaming the F word and all kinds of crazy shit. But I just want, I just want all our teams to keep going because these group chats are electric. Yeah. And if, I mean, it's, man, I, every game after, if, I mean, the bill, they'd have to, Colts would have to play the bills and then the chiefs and then, you know, whoever makes it out of the other side of the AFC. So, I mean, we have the hardest run possible and I'm not optimistic about making that run. But at the same time, like you said, I'm just happy to be here. It's been a while. There's fans that want to tank. Why did we sign Rivers? We should have tanked. Like, you want to be there. If, if you believe in this offensive line, if you believe in Jonathan Taylor, anything can happen. It's way better than being a fan of a team that make, misses the playoffs every year, as I'm sure you can attest to as a Browns fan. I mean, hope, the NFL draft day, that only gets you so far. I mean, you got to be in the playoffs to win it all, to be taken seriously. You just want a chance, and I'm glad we have the chance. I'm happy for Phillip Rivers. It's been a fucking crazy up and down roller coaster with Phillip Rivers. We won way more games than I thought we would, so I don't even give a shit what we do with the quarterback next year. Let's just focus on the playoffs. That's the one thing that's driving me crazy. People just won't shut the fuck up about the quarterback next year. Like we're in the playoffs. Let's just let's just get through it. It might be brutal, but who knows? It's it's Phil Rivers. It's going to be crazy either way. Oh, I completely agree with you. I, got, I was talking to a Colts fan about a quarterback. We have plenty of time to discuss that later, but I've been arguing with the same guy all, all day about the quarterback position for the Colts. So, yeah, for some reason, that's a topic of conversation. And usually it is amongst Browns fans at this time. It's who's going to be the next quarterback, but I'm feeling pretty good about us too. So, okay, well, I think that will wrap us up tonight, Hawk. Um, again, Born Raider Pod listeners, Pacers come back in a crazy game, snatching – Victory in the jaws of defeat ended up winning in overtime, beating the Pelicans 118, 116. And uh, we'll take the win and we will be with you guys probably right after the game on Wednesday when we take on the Houston Rockets at home. See ya. Bye.